Ag State of Mind, Episode 80. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I'm your host, Jason Meadows. The Enneagram, as if you are following along with this podcast and been listening to it for a little bit now, you'll know that I talk about the Enneagram from time to time. I'm a type three on the Enneagram. I encourage everyone to go out and take the Enneagram test and at least study about it because it's very, very fascinating to uh, your own personal development and how you relate to other people. Uh, Carrie and I have found it very helpful in our marriage and how we interact with one another. Um, Taryn Dreeling, who is my guest on the podcast today, she is a self-proclaimed Enneagram nerd. She really is even more fascinated about it than I am. She is really taking a deep dive into it and has really studied it. Um, she and her family live and work on a large ranch in Nebraska in the Sand Hills. Uh, we talk about the Enneagram and how it can be helpful in our own personal development and how we interact in our relationships. Taryn, as a matter of fact, will be launching her own podcast where she deals with talking about the Enneagram and how it can help rural women in all their relationships and with their own selves. Really appreciative of Taryn coming on and having this conversation with me. Uh, it was really fascinating really great to get to know her. Stick around for after the episode. I have something that I am launching on my website that I want you all to check out. Um, so just stay tuned for that after this episode. So, all right, here is my episode with Taryn Dreeling. All right, Taryn, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. How are you this evening? I am doing good. I'm happy to be here. We've had some talks about what we're going to talk about, and I am super excited because over the last couple of years, I've really kind of uh, become immersed in the Enneagram and what that means, what that's meant to myself, my own development, and what it's meant to my marriage, and it's just been such a blessing, and I, I've, I've got to give Brandy uh, a like a shout out because she's always, like, if I put something out on Twitter, Facebook, like, if there's something that I want to talk about. She's like always giving me people to talk to. And she's the one who mentioned you, Brandy Buzzard. And uh, so, I mean, I always got to give her a shout out because she's been so great at helping me out with this kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, tell everybody about yourself, about where you are. And then we're, we will, we will dive into how you came to the Enneagram and, you know, why you are, why you're so uh, immersed in it as well. Well, I live and work on a large ranch in the Sandhills of Nebraska with my husband, Tom, and our three kids. I write a blog. I've written a blog for six years now called Faith, Family, and Beef. And I first heard of the Enneagram at a Christy Wright's business boutique event in Nashville. My best friend and I went and she was talking about it on stage. Chrissy Wright was, and I was like, 
what the, and, and then a lot of the other attendees were talking about it and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And I, and I didn't look it up. Oh, I looked it up then just to know that it was a, a personality typing system, but I didn't really dive into it until a while later. And I don't really recall what really pushed me to pursue it more, but I started with the book, The Road Back to You. Mm -hmm. And that's where my curiosity really, really got me. <laughs> and I just, I, I devoured that book. And then I looked for podcasts to learn more and websites and, and stuff like that because it was just so interesting. So interesting. Actually, take that a step back. I, I had taken an online test before I read The Road Back to You. And it, the test told me that I was a seven. Mm -hmm. But then I read The Road Back to You and discovered, no, I'm not a seven, I'm a nine. <laughs> so, because, I mean, The Road Back to You really is what, what taught me that your personality traits are not what determine your type. It's your motivation that determines your type. And so I have a lot of traits of the seven, but my motivation is the nine motivation and maintaining my inner peace. We'll, we'll come to that, back to that because I want to get into your nineness, but you found, you said something really interesting and like you took the test first, then you read the book. I did the same thing. I took the tests because Carrie, my wife, she heard it on a podcast. She heard somebody talking about it on a podcast. I think it was Rachel and Dave Hollis and when they were still married and they were talking about it and she's like, we've got to take this test. I'm like, come on, you know, it's, it can't be, it can't be anything that great. And she, so she did, she sent me, we actually, you know, you paid the 1250 or whatever it was to actually do the Enneagram Institute one, you know, the big one where it's like, I can't remember, but like over a hundred questions or something. It took, you know, it took a good amount of time, probably 40 minutes or so. And I took it and I came out a two. But then after discovering more, reading chap my the reading a few chapters in The Road Back to You, I found out no, I'm really a three. Um, which two and three are very closely linked, I feel like. And um, so it's like one of those things where you don't really you, you find out a little bit on the surface, but then you can discover so much more as you become immersed in it. Yes, definitely. I mean, I feel like I know quite a bit about the Enneagram, but I'm still learning a lot about myself, but also just about all the other types out there. I mean, I think there's a couple of ways you can go about the Enneagram. You can just dive into your type once you figure it out, figure out what it is. But I'm really interested in learning not only about myself, but what makes other people tick. So I really enjoy learning. I mean, obviously I focus more heavily on my own type, but sure. I love learning all the other types also. Well, I mean, I feel like it's a huge team building you know, when you're working with people like you work in agriculture, when you're working very on a very close and personal level, if you can understand what makes them tick and what's their motivations, man, I, I mean, I think it obviously can make your time working together and the relationship you build between one another that much more productive. Oh, for sure. 
Definitely. And so I'm going to go back to what you were talking about with the motivations versus the reality. And when you were talking about, because I remember reading, uh, doing the test and kind of going through it and coming like, and this is, and you know, what's funny about this is this, this shows you how much of a three I really am is I was going through that and I'm like, well, that's not what I would want other people to think about me. Like that. I would uh. want somebody to think that I think I want them to, <laughs> I don't want them to think less of me because of, I feel this way or something. And like, after taking the test, after reading about it, and like now, like me, a couple years later, finding out and hearing myself say that, I'm like, wow, that was like, just like so much proof that that's actually how I am. And I think that's so funny. When, and it's it's a really great way for first to get you know yourself a lot better and understand what, because I think we are, as humans, I feel like we don't necessarily know what makes us tick, Right. We just do it. We just live. We just do. And I feel like it has helped me become way more intentional with how I live. Oh, yes. That's that is my one of my favorite things about the Enneagram is that I mean, I've always been interested in the other personality tests like the Myers-Briggs and the I forget what it's called, but it's the colors one, the green, yellow, yeah, red, uh -huh. blue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it either, but I know what you're talking about. And and those are great, but they just give you like a list of your traits mm -hmm. and your strengths and your weaknesses. But the Enneagram, it gives you your motivation behind those traits. Like, why do you behave that way? And with the Enneagram your greatest weakness is also your greatest strength. So where the others show you how to strengthen your strengths and get rid of your weaknesses with Enneagram, if you get rid of your weakness, you're getting rid of your greatest strength too. And so that's those, those two things, the, the strength and weakness deal and the showing you your motivations are my two most favorite things about the Enneagram. So knowing that has been very, very helpful. Like knowing that my greatest weakness is wanting to keep the peace. And sometimes that makes me go along to get along or withdraw completely. Um, knowing that that is my greatest weakness, but it's also my greatest strength has been really, really helpful in just moving forward with conflicts in my life. And I mean, like conflicts on social media, like I can see both sides of the story. And so it's per like it's it's right in my wheelhouse to be the, the peacemaker and keep the peace. So it's all been very helpful and very eye-opening, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like it is when you're talking about the other the the, the other two types or other how many other types of personalities has uh, you know it's steering yourself away from your weaknesses but this you what shows you that your weaknesses are can also be a strength so i feel like it's almost like a more holistic approach when you are able to so take for me being a 3 wanting the success, but also wanting everybody to tell me that they see that I'm successful. It allows, you know, I, the things I do are very, I, I feel like are very highlighted. I mean, I have this podcast where I talk to people and, 
I can bring the best out in people and I can talk, you know, we can have very meaningful, insightful conversations. And I feel like that is because I can almost sense how a person is feeling. Um, and if it wasn't for that, I don't think this podcast, I wouldn't be what it is. So, I mean, although if you, if you take people pleasing to an extreme, that's obviously not a good thing, but it also is something that I feel like serves me very well. And not just in this, but also as my other job as a pharmacist, you know, that's a huge part of what I do is, is, is helping people and, uh, making people, uh, confident in what I do and see, you know, and showing them showing that back to me, uh, it's really valuable. So, I mean, it's, it's all of what you make of it. Right. And the Enneagram, I just feel like it is just such a, you know, such a blessing in, in, in that frame of mind. Yes, for sure. I, there are a couple of Instagram accounts, Enneagram experts that I follow. One of them is Suzanne Stabile. Uh, I listen to her podcast. Um, the Enneagram journey quite a bit. And the other one that I really enjoy learning from is your Enneagram coach on Instagram. Her name's Beth McCord, uh, but she has a series of books. And when I really got serious about learning more about myself to become a better human, I got the, her book on the type nines and oh my gosh, when it's it's like a workbook. It's a it it has text, but it's it's really a workbook. There's lots of questions in it. And sometimes when I she was asking the question in the book and I was thinking seriously about answering it, it was really, really hard. And I couldn't think of an answer right in the moment. But then when you like really reflect, and especially as a nine, when I shove stuff down and kind of fall asleep to it. It was really hard to answer those questions, but um, I guess that did highlight how I do fall asleep to things. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I want to talk about this too. And for me and, and my, my relationship with my wife, the Enneagram and, and, and people who listen to this podcast understand that I am I'm a very faithful person. I take my faith in my faith in God, my faith in Jesus very seriously. And that's been the number one thing that's been a benefit to my life and to my marriage and to my family. But if I had to name a number two, it would be the Enneagram and understand Carrie and I understanding a little bit about how one another ticks. And I want you to talk about that, about how it can help in a marriage. And I mean, if you, if you're comfortable talking about it in your own marriage, I mean, I know I am, but I know again, part of my threeness is that I, I'm an open book. I don't, uh, I, I just, I lay it all out there. And so just if, if you're comfortable talking about that and, uh, and I'll share some, my, some of our own Carrie and I's own experience with it. Yeah. So I don't remember when I first brought it up with my husband, Tom, but well, I think it had to have been when I was reading the road back to you because mm -hmm. that book starts with the eights, then it goes to nines and then it goes to the ones and he's a one. And when I read the one chapter, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is Tom. This is Tom. This makes so much sense, you know? And so, um, I brought it up to him and he's like, Oh yeah, I think I am a one. And it's been really, really, really helpful for us. He, I mean, him knowing that I'm a type nine and I sometimes like 
fall asleep to my feelings, you know, to keep the peace. <laughs> and that's been really helpful because now he can, he can recognize when maybe I'm shoving stuff down and he'll be like, what's up? And it's been really helpful for me knowing that he's a one and knowing how he ticks and how he's driven by perfection and that, mm -hmm. and that inner critic that ones have. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I knew that he was a one because sometimes he can be pretty hard on himself, you know, like he does leather work and he fabricates with metal and things like that. And if it doesn't come out just right, man, he, I'm like, dude, that looks good. And he's like, Oh, it could be better here. It could be better there. And I'm like, it looks great. Um, so I have told his inner critic to shut up before because I've given him compliments and he like downplays them. And I'm like, no, just shut up. Not you, your inner critic. <laughs> um, right. yeah. But yeah, it's been really helpful for both of us. I'm definitely more into the Enneagram than he is. Sure. He, he sees the value in it, but he sometimes <laughs> gets tired of hearing me talk about it all the time. <laughs> so... So we'll talk about mine, about mine. Carrie's a six and her basic want and need is security and safety and wanting to like feel secure. Secure is the biggest thing. And I'm not, I'm not a secure person. Like I'm fly by the seat of my pants. I'm very outgoing. I talk to everyone. I probably overshare with people. And that used to I bothered her so much about me for so long. And I never understood why, why it bothered me. But after understanding her, be, her and be her being a six, I understand that it was a threat to her safety. It was a threat to her security. And when I do things that are wild or um, not well thought out, again, those are all things that are not uh, not conducive to her being secure. And uh, when I understood that, and you know, I'm not saying I I'm perfect at not doing those things anymore because I'm not. I'm st I mean, I'm still my own person. I still like. But I, I understand now. I understand why it makes her so uncomfortable when I am crazy like that. And uh, it helps. It helps me to understand. It helps me to, like, let her have that space to, like, un to process things a little bit. And I can't tell you what that means to our marriage because uh, for the longest time, I just didn't understand. I thought that she was, she, I thought... I don't want to say I thought we were incompatible because that's not true, but I thought that we, I thought there was something wrong, right? I thought there was something maybe that it, I don't know if we could ever fix this, but now understanding what motivates her and what's behind these thoughts and what's how she processes things. I mean, wow, it's just, it's been like night and day now. Yeah. Um, when you said you weren't compatible, I was thinking like opposites because in so many ways, Tom and I are opposite. Like the ones are called the reformer, the perfectionist. And I am so far from a perfectionist, like on some things, on some things, mm -hmm. on things like my grocery cart. Now that's got to be perfect in, in order. That's where my one wing comes in. <laughs> my teeny yeah. tiny one wing. I definitely wing more to the eight side, but 
Yeah. Well, we have kids, so I don't like doing things twice and, you know, kids. So the house is often in disarray and that really, that's been an adjustment for, for Tom, but I just explained to him, I'm like, it's not that I don't like things in order. It's just that I don't like doing them more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is, uh, I think this is great stuff. And I think this is thing, these are things that I feel like, I mean, you have to get to a certain point, I think, to understand these things. But so like, let, let's, let's just do that. If you have like an advice for, you know, somebody's hearing this, hearing our voices for the first time, talk about the Enneagram, um, but they've heard people talk about it and they're still not there. They were where you were at when you were at that Christy Wright conference. How would you, what advice would you give someone on how to approach, how to unpack all of this stuff? So I have told or texted people to read the road back to you so many times that my phone auto fills the road back to Uh you. (laughs) That book is a really great place to start because it lays the foundation out before you even get into the types about what the Enneagram, what the Enneagram is and how you determine your type and what not to do. Like don't type your friends because Mm -hmm. just because they have the traits of a certain type doesn't mean that they are that type because it's, it's motivations based and you can't know what someone else's motivations are. Right. So don't type your friends, but then it just gives a really clear picture of what each type is, what their motivations are. And there's a lot of great stories. Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile did a great job with that book, telling stories and really laying it out there. So it's really easy to understand. The second thing that I would say is actually, I mean, the, the, the path between us is Suzanne Stabile wrote, and it's technically like the second book in line after the road back to you, but you can totally read it before you read the road back to you. And actually I'm, I've just, have I finished that book? (laughs) I think I might have one or two more types left, but it's, I do this thing where I start a book. That's part of your nine. That's part of your nine. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be, it's just, you know, (laughs) I I start a book and then I start another book and then I'm reading two or three books at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that too. Uh, But I can say with full confidence that The Path Between Us is a very great book to read specifically if you're interested in relationships with other people because it talks about each type and The Path Between Us in each chapter, each type's chapter. You can determine your type from that too. You don't necessarily have to read The Road Back to You. Um, The Road Back to You maybe does a little bit better job of laying out the foundation, but The Path Between Us, you'll be able to determine your type and how you interact with the other types. So it's, it, that would be a really great one. If you're like, want to know what your spouse is or your best friend is, or your coworkers are not know what they are, but know how to interact better with them. So I said, you're not supposed to type your friends and I won't ever tell someone what their type is. I won't be like, well, you're a mm-hmm. whatever type I will suspect what their type is. And then knowing what I know about each type, I will engage with them accordingly. (laughs) So, because I think that's what turns a lot of people off to the Enneagram is when someone 
who's very excited about the Enneagram starts telling all their friends what they are. And it's like, no, <laughs> that can feel yeah. kind of abrasive. Right, exactly. Because yeah. the other thing yeah. about the Enneagram is it does not make you feel warm and fuzzy all the time. No. Because, uh, okay, so my friend Cassidy and I are starting our own podcast about the Enneagram geared towards rural women. It's called the type it out podcast. And we haven't actually recorded any episodes yet, but we've tested our equipment. But in preparing for that, we rented Suzanne Stabile's Know Your Number workshop. And in that workshop, Suzanne says she got a lot of flack for teaching the Enneagram, not from a warm and fuzzy place. And so she taught it that way one time and no one walked away knowing what their number was because it was all warm and fuzzy and they thought they could be all the numbers. Whereas if you hear things that maybe aren't, what kind of a word do I wanna use here? Aren't flattering about yourself, you're more uh -huh. likely to pinpoint what type you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because I mean, we're all human, right? Mm -hmm. This is something that is describing humans and what are humans, they, are flawed they are at fault and i'm looking here i'm trying to find there's something here that was really like self i don't want to say self-deprecating but self like wow it really opened my eyes to something yeah feeling worthless that's that's something that like i struggle with huge and that's i think that's a huge thing for a lot of because uh, our uh, Enneagram three is success is wanting to do all the things, be really good at be the best at all the things. And then when we're not, we feel like it's not so much that we're perfectionists because uh, we can, we can stumble along the way, but we like, we want to achieve that goal. And when we fall short of those goals, we feel a sense of worthlessness. And like, when I saw that, I'm like, Oh wow. And that's like, not something I'm very comfortable telling people. Right. Like I, that I, at times when I'm at, when I'm very, when I'm unhealthy, I am, I feel worthless. And that's, that's a huge thing. And I think that's a thing that I have, uh, it's been a, I've overcome it, thankfully, but it's been a huge struggle throughout my life is feelings of worthlessness. And man, when it, somebody put that out there and like made me realize that it was normal almost, or it was okay for me to feel that way. I think that even though it was not the easiest thing to hear, it was I what I needed to hear. I needed to let, you know, to know that I wasn't alone in that, right? So um, going like next level Enneagram, that is you sliding into nine because threes go to nine and stress and, and to six and health and so yeah, nines, we have a tendency to feel like our presence doesn't matter. And I can see definitely where you as a three, when, when that success doesn't come, like, like, you know, it can come, then you would slide into the nine and be like, oh crap. I kind of, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that was really, so like, let's say when we, when this podcast was starting and it wasn't going how I thought I should go or whatever that means, right? Like, yeah, I felt like, well, was that even worth doing? You know, like, thankfully, I got over that pretty fast. But I mean, I think that's common for a lot of people in 
when they have the mindset that I do is they want to achieve all these things, but when they don't, they feel like there's something wrong with them. And, yeah, and this is, these are just thing about the Enneagram is these are just these little conversations, these little side things that you and I are talking about here. These are just little things that happen within it. And it's not something you can really cover in a like, a 30 minute podcast like we're trying to do. And that's why it's great that you guys are starting this on your own podcast. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I want, I want to hold, I want to talk about it towards the end, but I I want to say something because I'm, I'm not sure people understand. I want to, I want to make sure to do a, a a good generalization here because you said something about you being uh, a wing. You're, you're, you're a, nine wing one and i'm a three wing two tell people what that means okay so you have your core type like my core type is a nine and your core type is a three and then the wings are the numbers on either side of you so i kind of think of it as like your bird and 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 your body's your core type and then you know your wings are outstretched and you can you can pick up traits or use traits from each wing a blend of each wing you can wing stronger one way or the other i find myself doing some things that are a little bit on the one wing side but mostly mm-hmm. my wing is eight and so eights. okay i said it wrong sorry no 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 you're fine because i did say oh that's my one wing coming through yeah i got you and so so mostly i wing eight and the eight So the the nine is called the peacemaker and the eight is called the challenger. Eights are very outspoken and they stand up hard for the the underdog. And it's very conflicting because as a nine, I just want to keep the peace. Like I don't want to rock the boat really, but my eight wing is like, no, something has to be done. Something has to be said. And that's, (laughs) I think that's probably why I started my blog in the first place is to give people a, a, a look at real life ranch life and, and give agriculture a bit more of a voice. And so, um, but it is, it is, I won't lie. Sometimes when I respond to comments on the internet, I get sweaty because <laughs> my nineness is saying, shh. And my eight <laughs> wing is being like, no, say something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's like you have this inner conflict. Yeah. Yes. And I hate conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I get it. speaking of hating conflict, and this is maybe going to take it a little bit to a more serious note, but I, with the way that our world has been this past year with a pandemic and an, a very contentious election, I am tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> all of the conflict that I see, like, and I do for the past several years, I've filtered my news and what I take in and mm-hmm. man, I'm tired after this year. Yeah. And I think that's uh, I mean, I think that goes across the board. I know I am. I'm just wanting, you know, I'm wanting a sense of normalcy. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking of a time when things weren't like they are, (laughs) you know, I mean, and and granted things are, are far from the worst they could possibly be. But, but I just, my thing, my biggest problem is, and this is kind of taking it away from what we're talking about, but that's okay. I, my biggest thing is we just like, 
don't have the ability to see human decency anymore. I mean, like we we don't we cannot see past people's flaws, and that's what I don't like. I don't understand. People have been flawed, and we've been able to see past their flaws for the entirety of human existence but like all of a sudden we haven't been able to do that and i think it's because we've been into this shell into this box for so long that that's all we see of people you know we can only see black and white we can't see the the all the other beautiful shades that that make up real people you know, that's a tangent a little bit, but I think it's something that people ought to hear because I know I struggle with it. And that's what I think what I am craving to get back to is people like interacting, not on the Internet, interacting in not type form, interacting in face to face. And even in like this is way more meaningful, you and I talking like this than it would be us texting or us talking on Facebook, you know, stuff like that. So uh, getting getting more face to face conversations is I how we're this is how, how we're going to get back to normal whatever that may be yes and bringing it back to the Enneagram your point about like we can't see outside people's flaws that's probably been the most tiring thing for me as a nine because nines one of our superpowers if you will is being able to see both sides all sides of situations and so mm, like mm -hmm. I might know where I stand on a situation, but I can understand why someone else might not feel the same way, or I can see their point of view where I used to think that it was that people just didn't want to see the other side or they couldn't, they, they didn't want to, they had the ability, but they didn't want to. But I learned listening to Suzanne Stabile that that is not the case. Some people are incapable, like they, they can't, they don't have the ability to see the other side. And so that I probably, I think I heard that maybe halfway through 2020 and oh my gosh, that helps so much knowing that, you know what, maybe when these people are being overly critical on the internet, it's because they just can't see the other side. And so that yeah. helped me a lot with grace. And the other thing that has helped me through the past year is I've been reading more in my Bible, specifically in the Old Testament, because I had been just studying the gospel because that's way more feels like a warm hug. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But the Old Testament has made me really realize that, you know what? The world has always been messed up. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel strangely much better. <laughs> it does, right? Isn't that funny? Like, we, things... <laughs> It's just a different mess. It's just a different mess from time to time, but it's always been a mess. But there also has always been things that like bring a little bit of order to a whole lot of chaos. And you know, I think that that is that's that's having that good point of view going forward and 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 a good perspective of what it's always been like. And it's you know things have ended. The bad things have ended, and we've persevered throughout all that tough things, um, you know, it, it gives you a little bit of comfort. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. 
So let's let's talk about this podcast that you're going to have coming up. I'm super excited about it. Why, I mean, obviously, I mean, I could ask you why, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory why. It's you've seen, you've studied it, you've seen the benefit, and you want to share that, right? So tell me about that mission. Yeah, so it all started back in November when I had talked about the Enneagram a little bit on my Instagram stories per the request of my best friend, because she was encouraging me to become an Enneagram coach at the time. And I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. man, I just don't think that I have the bandwidth to go through the classes and, and do that right now. But I, I'm like, but I will start sharing more about it on my stories because, um, the reason she had requested that is because I helped her dive deeper into her type and then learn a little bit more about the Enneagram. And so she, she's like, you're great at this. You should, you should do this. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll start sharing more on my stories. And so I did. And Cassidy, we'd been internet friends for a while. We got connected through the masters of beef advocacy course and she direct messaged me and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm an Enneagram nerd too. And so we got to talking about it via direct message. Actually. I mean, we weren't texting, we were using the like voice message and she's like, can we get on Marco Polo together? Because I'm, my thumb is getting tired from holding the button down because we were talking <laughs> so much. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we, we got on Marco Polo and she was talking about like um, doing like a Facebook group or something to help teach other women about the Enneagram. And I was like, wait a second. I've got a great idea. Podcast. And she didn't think I was crazy. She's like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. So we were brainstorming. And actually we've had like the scope of our podcast and like a list of guests we want to have on and different episode ideas. We've had all of that pretty much since November when we came up with the idea, but mm-hmm. you know, Christmas and right. and all the things. So we, Life. yes. <laughs> so um, we, we finally got our equipment, we tested it. And we're going to start recording hopefully this coming week. And then we will have, we don't have a launch date yet, but hopefully sometime maybe mid to end of April, we'll start releasing episodes. But, but basically the, the scope of the podcast is to like, neither one of us are experts. We're just self-proclaimed Enneagram nerds who Mm -hmm. can talk a long time about the Enneagram, (laughs) but we both recognized how much it has helped us in our personal lives. And we wanted that for other women, specifically rural women, because we feel like mm-hmm. rural women are sometimes underserved in, in areas like the, like in things like the Enneagram and sure, sure there's sure. a lot of podcasts you can listen to, but there's, I don't know if there is one specific to agriculture talking about the Enneagram. I I don't know of one for sure. So yeah, that was, that's kind of how it all got started. We want to serve rural women. I mean, we're not going to limit, like, we're not going to be like, if you're not a rural woman, sorry, you can't listen, but, (laughs) 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 or rural woman. Um, And, and we're not going to limit it to our guests just being women. Like Mm -hmm. now that I know that you're a three, well, when I found out you were a three, you're on the list. <laughs> Perfect. I'm excited. 
And now that I know your wife is a six, she's on the list. (laughs) If she feels comfortable sharing (laughs) yeah, the whole security. (laughs) I got to I got to say this, like she felt like she shared about her Enneagram on her Instagram uh, right before I did. And she's like she as soon as she said it, she's like oh my gosh, that makes me feel super uncomfortable like putting myself out there. I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so I didn't mean to hijack oh, what you're no, saying. Oh, no, there, no, no, no. But we're, we're we have, I mean, we don't have any, we don't have any episodes recorded yet, but they are coming and we're very excited about it. Like I said, we are not experts, but it has helped us and we want to learn together the Enneagram. Like, learn more through conversations and and things like that with all of the types yeah bringing something like that and i feel like something like the enneagram that is a little bit i think it's an an evolved thing it's something that is like kind of next level and being able to bring that to rural women and then in turn they're going to hopefully bring it to their rural men that is that is super valuable because I feel like we do sacrifice a lot living rurally, a lot of things. I mean, that's a that's a big onion to peel. But when we still can have the same type of opportunities to learn and by doing this through a podcast, which is so accessible now to so many people, uh, I mean, that's that's part of enhancing the rural lifestyle. And I, I, I applaud you guys for taking that on because I think it's a very important conversation to have. And it's a, a very important tool for people to be able to utilize. I 110% agree. Like I just, I since learning the Enneagram and really d- diving deep into my type and learning myself, I, I feel like I am, maybe I'm not as good of a human as I want to be, but I'm definitely getting better. Getting better. And that's what we're all, that's, and I think that's a good realization that we all like, you know, we aren't obviously perfect, right? We're human, but to always strive to be, and I'll take it to a faith perspective, always to continue to be more Christ-like that that's, that's the point of, that's the point of mortality, right? Is to, Understand you have faults, but continue to try and work to to improve all the time, and you know that's 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 the point of why we're here. So um, I think it's a I think this is just a really great tool in 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 getting back to where we need to be. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Go uh, when I did that book by Beth McCord. What I really loved about it was how she tied it back. Her, her teaching is the Enneagram through the lens of the gospel. And she mm-hmm. threw some scripture in that book that just was like, oh, I needed that. It was like salve for yeah. my soul, especially the part of me that is that, that believes the lie that my presence doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When, when I know he's put a calling on my heart and it's hard for me to pursue that because I believe that lie. And then, so that book really, really helped me because she, she threw things in there that like, I didn't know I needed. It was, it was, I, I highly recommend those books is the moral of this that story. 
we're going to link, I'll link all the names, all the books, everything that we talked about, I will put in the show notes so people will have easy access to them. So I know you've got kids and I want you to be respectful of your time because I know it's getting close to bedtime for you guys. So um, where can everybody find you? And what t- tell us the name of the podcast one more time, too. Um, everyone can find me everywhere at Faith Family and Beef. Website is faithfamilyandbeef.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, not Twitter. Too much conflict. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the podcast is Type It Out with T and Cass. And we have an Instagram, but there's nothing on it yet. But gotcha. we will... We will be updating that soon with launch dates and all the things. We're very excited about launching this thing. I am very excited for you guys. And uh, I I am going to for sure be following along and will be an, I will be a listener. Even though I am not a rural woman, um, I will still listen to it because I think I, I think that it's uh, super valuable information. Well, we appreciate it. And I really appreciate you asking me on because, I mean, when Brandy tagged me in that post where you were asking for people who knew things about the Enneagram, I was like, oh, yeah, yay, I get to talk about the Enneagram. So yeah, yeah. Go. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I am not as advanced in it as I, I think a lot of people are, but I am trying to always learn more about it. And you were a very valuable resource for this. So I I appreciate you coming on. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. All right, guys, thanks for sticking around after the episode. Something that I have done a lot is help people start their own podcast. People come to me often with, you know, tips and tricks to start their own podcast. What that's done is encouraged me to start my own podcasting and consulting venture. Um, What it is, is a five course module where you will have a time set with me one-on-one, 20 minutes a week, 20 minutes per session where we go through and talk about the five things that I think are the most important steps in starting a podcast. So if this is something that is interesting to you, it doesn't even have to be a podcast involving agriculture. It's just any sort of podcast. It's This is a generic course. This is something that applies to anybody wanting to start a podcast. If this is something that may interest you or someone that you may know, go to to my website, agstateofmind.com slash podcast coaching. Find me there. You will find a link to set up a phone call with me and see if we are a good fit. So please tell all your friends about this. I'm really excited. I love helping people start podcasts and I'm really excited to launch this venture. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate you sticking around to listen to this and uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.